Welcome back to the Joe Cozo Show, November 3rd, 2021. Oh, baby, everything today. Everything today tastes better. Your coffee in the morning, oh, has it ever tasted so good? If you're breakfast, that morning walk, you went to the gym, everything, the weights, they were just one, two, one, two. Everything was perfect. And why is that? Because Republicans last night basically had a perfect night. Now, it's hard to believe when you really think about this. Today's November 3rd, that it was a year ago today that Donald Trump lost the election. And I, you know, listen, I don't know about you. I don't know how you feel about Donald Trump. I don't know how you felt going into the election. I thought that it was a slam dunk. And then we saw everything that was happening. We saw the dump over the, overnight with Arizona. We saw Fox News call it early. We saw all of this so-called election fraud, how they were cheating with the mail-in ballots. Who knows what was going on? And we'll never know. Never. So I rarely talk about it because you, you can't, it's really difficult to talk about something when you really don't have the proof, right? And we really don't. You could say what happened in Maricopa County. We know that something happened and we know that the result of it was Donald Trump getting screwed over, right? But now let's move on from here for a second. Now we go into last night and last night, I don't know about you, but for myself, I was nervous about if we're ever going to win an election again. You talk about all of this mail-in fraud, this, you know, the mail-in ballots, who knows what's going on with the systems, and you sit there and say to yourself, can a Republican ever win? Tonight will be the night, meaning last night, if we're going to see anything happen. And oh, we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to have a good show today. Now, before we get into all of that, I want to bring something to you. Now, I usually do a quote of the day. This has, it's not a basic quote, but I was listening to today a motivational speaker at the gym, and his name is Eric Thomas, right? And Eric Thomas has a great story behind him. He never went to college. I don't even think he finished high school. Then he went back to college. I believe he was going to Michigan to get his degree. Comes from a really poor family and a black American which to me means absolutely nothing because I think everybody has equal say in, or equal opportunity here in America. But he brings up this analogy today and I thought it was fantastic. And he was talking about you can be one or two things in life. You can be a gazelle or you can be a lion. And he first talks about the gazelle. Now, what does a gazelle do, right, in its life? Basically nothing. Sits, walks around, grazing grass all day long, right? No real action. You don't even see them playing around with each other, other gazelles. They're just walking around aimlessly and that's their life. They get up, they walk around, they go to sleep. The only time that they ever do anything on their own volition, basically, and it's not really on their own volition, it's because they're being forced to do something, is what? When they're getting attacked, right? When they're getting hunted by a lion. Then they take off. Oh, baby, now there's action. Now they're doing things that they weren't doing at all. They're never running like that just on a regular day. Not at all. But they're being forced to do it. And I believe a lot of us have a lot of gazelle in us, right? A lot of people that you may know. Maybe you don't. But what, what I mean is you may be a person 
that just sits around all day long, being lazy, doing nothing, and it's not until someone forces you to get up, be motivated, and do something, or something happens in your life, right, that you get told, hey, you're not going to make it. You got to do this X, Y, and Z, or, you know, you have a really bad heart disease, and you got to stop eating all this fat and all this junk, right? Then you maybe will get up and do something about it. But a majority of the time, you're a gazelle. You're just, you know, walking around, just living life. Now you have the, the lion. Is a lion that way? No. The lion is always being aggressive, always taking that chance, right? Always taking a risk. Always what? Progressing. On the hunt. On the move. Not sitting back and just waiting and, oh, you know, maybe I'll have something to eat. Maybe something will fall out of a tree. Who knows? Oh, I don't know. No, 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 no. They're making things happen. They have, they have cubs that they have to feed. They're out there. You could take that, that analogy for a lion, and then you have to ask yourself, are you the lion? Are you out there making things happen? Are you out there when you think it's bleak and there's nothing to eat? and you can't find a job, do you just sit down and do nothing or do you keep searching, you keep hunting? And it really, you know, it really hit me because I wanna live my life like that lion. I don't wanna wait around for some opportunity to just come. I wanna create my own. I wanna be on the hunt. I'm not gonna sit there and live my life like a gazelle. And that's something that you really should think about in your life. And it's really simple. Are you a gazelle or are you a lion? And the best part about that analogy, you really do have a choice. It really is up to you. You could wake up tomorrow morning and your whole life is changed. You could change your routine. You could change the way you're thinking, everything. You just have to believe that you're the lion. That's it. It's really something else. All right, so let's get into what we wanted to talk about before we do. Today's show is brought to you by My Pillow and Mike Lindell. He has a, an amazing offer. I have to read this again. There's no way I'm going to memorize this, and why should I? I'm doing a radio show podcast. Mike has an amazing offer for listeners on his standard My Pillows. Now listen, I have two My Pillows anytime, but I sleep on two pillows. To be honest with you, right? Anytime I'm not on the my pillow underneath me, I have to get up and I have to adjust my whole thing. The my pillow is the best. Okay, my girlfriend also has a my pillow, and right now the standard my pillows. They are originally sixty nine ninety eight. They're on sale for nineteen ninety eight. You have to punch in the promo code TJCS. Now here's another thing about my pillow. They don't just have pillows. They have hundred and fifty other items. hundred and fifty. Right from my pillow, we're talking about blankets, we're talking sheets, we're talking um, pajamas, slippers, you name it. Go on there, mypillow.com, put things into the cart, then type in the promo code TJCS, and you get up to almost 66% off. You can't beat that. Plus, you get the money back guarantee for 60 days, a 10 year warranty. But here's the thing you got the holiday season coming along, right? You want to buy a gift? Why wouldn't you want to buy a gift that you get 66% off on? and you send it to somebody. That's the best part about it. You get 66% off. They have no idea that you got 66% off. They're gonna go on mypillow.com. They're gonna be like, oh wow, look at this pillow. Wow, paid $68 for this thing. That's just standardized. There's also queen, king. I'm talking Giza sheets that are around $200. Type in the promo code TJCS, see what happens. All right, so talking about last night, all right? Now I was nervous. 
I'm sitting there saying to myself, okay, listen, this is it right here because this is going to determine what's going to take place in 2022. The Republicans here have to win. But here's the other thing that I was thinking to myself. What is the temperature of the United States of America? Now, I see Democrats, and I have Democrats in my life all day long, and I really, literally cannot stand them. You can't talk to them. You can't reason with them. They think they're always right. And here's the best part about it. When Donald Trump was president, they were trashing him. You couldn't, they were everywhere. Now that Joe Biden's president, you can't even find him half of the time. They don't talk about Joe Biden. They don't say how bad of a job he's doing. But also you start seeing a lot of other things because it's only what the media plays. And it's Democrats that actually think that everything's okay. So I was nervous about that, that part. Do a majority of Democrats actually think that Joe Biden and the Democratic Party are doing what's right for America? Did you, do you think that? I obviously don't. You see that the polls are going down, but you, we, we all know about polls, right? You had Hillary Clinton in a huge lead in 2016 and what happened with that with that poll so i don't really tend to believe any of these polls i take it with a grain of salt so i was nervous about last night and i was really you know what is the temperature of the united states what is the temperature of the american people are they happy with the progress of what this biden administration is doing and i thought whatever the result is last night will really be an indication on what is going to happen moving forward, okay? Now, before we talk about last night, let's talk about some of the promises, right? Because I think that's really important here. Some of the promises that Joe Biden initiated. Now, I'm talking about, this is from October of 2020 when he was still campaigning against Donald Trump and he was trying to sell the Build Back Better program, okay? Here is Joe Biden in October of 2020. Just listen to this. Listen to the, what this man is saying. Listen to the promises. Listen to what he's trying to relay to the American public, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Again, here's Joe Biden, October of 2020. My Build Back Better plan is gonna create 18.6 million jobs in four years. That's hard now. That's not, that's not a liberal think tank. That's Moody's. And it's going to create 7 million more jobs than the president's economic plan. And a trillion dollars more in economic growth than the president's plan. And here's how it works. I'm going to raise taxes. I'm not going to raise taxes on anybody making less than 400 grand. But, but, you won't pay a penny more. But, those making more than that, I'm going to ask them to finally begin to pay the fair share. I'm going to ask the big corporations and the wealthy to begin to pay. You see, when he's talking like that, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because it's going to lead into obviously what transitioned last night. But when he's talking like that and who he's trying to talk to is the middle class, even though we know the Democrats hate the middle class. But right there, when you're just talking to an average middle class person, that sounds great. Oh, I don't make $400,000 a year. I make around $80,000 a year. You know, maybe I make $55,000 a year. So when I hear that I'm not going to get taxed, I'm all in on that. Because again, the middle class are the people that dictate what is going to happen in America. They're the most important people, right? They are the ones who could tilt the vote 
one way or the other. So a lot of times when you see any of these presidential candidates or any type of candidate in the political arena, they're always targeting what? The middle class. So there, the middle class, you hear something like that and you're like, oh yeah, that's good. That's what we want to hear. But see, that plan is a wolf in sheep's clothing. And I've already talked about this and I'll explain it to you again. When you sit there and say, I am not going to tax anybody below 400,000 and the people above 400,000 or 400,000 and more need to start paying their fair share. See, right there, that's number one lie. People who are making over $400,000 a year pay taxes. You know what they do? They pay a lot more taxes than the people making $50,000 a year, a ton more. That's A. B, when you start saying that you're going to tax the rich and you're going to start taxing these corporations, what are they going to do, right? Because these corporations, they have tax incentives. They want to stay in the United States. And the reason why you want them to stay in the United States is for what? They create jobs. And when you create jobs, who are you helping out? The middle class. So what Joe Biden is really doing When he is actually talking to the middle class, he's actually giving the middle finger behind his back to the middle class because these corporations who are now going to get taxed, they're going to sit there and say, we don't want to be in the United States. There's no incentive in money to make money if we stay here in the United States. So what should we do? We're gonna start building our plants in Mexico, in Canada, overseas, because those countries will give us tax breaks. And at the end of the day, it's all about the bottom line. So when they take their their company overseas, what else are they taking? Who else are they taking, right? Or what are they taking away from? They're taking jobs away from this middle class here in America. So what does that do? And this is exactly what communism is all about. This is the wolf in sheep clothing. This is what the Democrats have been trying to do. Eliminate the middle class. Because if you eliminate the middle class, it's the middle class who has power. Who, what, what else are you trying to do with the middle class? Take away their guns. Why would you want to take away their guns? So they can't defend themselves. Right? United States is one of the only countries in the world that has a Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. You take that away from the American public, you strip them from that right, now you have more control over them. You take these jobs and you put them overseas, what happens here? You eliminate the middle class. So then you have an elite class, which the Democrats want, obviously, and then you just have the poor class that the Democrats obviously want. Why? Because that poor class is gonna be reliant on the government for government assistance. It's that in a nutshell, okay? So right there, that's Joe Biden. But what happened is as time starts going on and you have shows like myself and you have people that start really seeing what's going on here and it doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure it out, just go to the gas pump. When you start taxing people and you start taxing these corporations, well, they have to now still make a profit when they're here. How do they make a profit? By increasing the sale increasing the price of goods. And what does that mean? Inflation. And who does that feel? Who feels that the most? The poor and the middle class. Okay? When you're a rich person and all of a sudden gas goes from, say, $2.50 a gallon to now $5 a gallon, and you're making well above $500,000 a year, you still go to the pump and you just say, okay, I was putting $60 in, now put 80 in to fill my truck. Whatever, no big deal, I have the money. But when you are someone who is in that middle class tier and also people that are just living paycheck to paycheck 
on a budget. And now they get to the gas you know, tank. And they sit there and say, okay, gas was two fifty. now it's $5. Well, I only usually had an extra $20 every three days to put in my gas. Now I have to only put in 10 Now what am I going to do? I'm going to be back the next day. And the budget that I had for gas money is going to start doing what? Start going into other things. Next thing you know, I don't have enough money for food. But when I go to the grocery store, what else is going to happen? Chicken through the roof by the pound, beef through the roof, turkey this year through the roof, right? That's what's going to happen here. This is just this is just the other day. This is CNN, CNN talking about what we should expect for Thanksgiving. Here, watch this. John Berman, let's talk turkey. Inflation is your uninvited guest for the holidays this year. Egg economists are saying, grocery stores are saying, they expect a run on turkeys, a run on birds, because people gather again this year. Uh, take a look at this. We're expecting the price to top a record high of $1.36 per pound this holiday season. That's nearly 22 bucks for a 16-pound turkey. Your sides, that's a problem, too. All of those prices are rising for potatoes, for biscuits, for vegetables and apples. All of these are up since last Thanksgiving. You know, so you sit there and you think about People, middle class people who don't have a lot of money, now what are they going to do? Not going to have a turkey for Thanksgiving? So this is what's been happening here. And this is what led up to last night. People are starting to see, hey, wait a second here. Joe Biden said that he was going to create more jobs. Joe Biden said that the economy was going to be great. Joe Biden said he was going to fix things. And what are people starting to realize? He's a liar. And all of the Democrats are liars. That's what they are. They're liars and race baiters. Okay? That's what they do. And here, then you heard Joe Biden, right? Then you started ta him talking about the virus. And what was he going to do about the virus if he gets elected president? Well, here, this is Joe Biden talking about that. I've said it before. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm not going to shut down the country, but I'm going to shut down the virus. Okay, so he says he's going to shut down the virus. That never happened. First of all, he comes into the presidency with three vaccines. What is he doing right now? Almost a year later, 10 months later, still three vaccines. And guess what? The vaccines, they don't work. They're not vaccines. And I've said this time and time again. You have a vaccine for mumps and measles, right? When is the last time you all of a sudden heard, oh my God, did you hear? No, what? There is a huge outbreak of the measles. What are you talking about? Everybody, everybody's vaccinated. I'm just telling you. Well, you know what? That could be true, to be honest with you. Why? Because all of these illegal immigrants that are coming in, all of these Afghans that came in over here that never were vaccinated for the measles. But here's the thing. You don't hear it among the American public. You don't hear an outbreak out of nowhere in, let's just say, Jacksonville, Florida, of the measles. You don't hear. Or Lincoln, Nebraska, there's a huge outbreak of the measles. No. Terre Haute, Indiana, no. Why? Because those are real vaccines. But all of a sudden, what do you start hearing here about these vaccines? Such and such has got COVID. The, the, this one, vaccinated, the hospitals are through the roof with COVID-19 and they're vaccinated. And then when's the last time that you heard that you had to get a booster shot for your measles vaccine? Never, 
ever? Of course not. But now all of a sudden, you have people getting their third shot. And then what's going to happen after six more months? Another third shot. And what we saw with the Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson, their sales because of the vaccine, through the roof. Billions of dollars because of this vaccine. It's all about money. It's not about the American citizens. It's about greed and it's about power. That's what it's about. And that's another thing that Americans are starting to see. Wait a second here. What are you doing? You're using this COVID-19 and you're, you're, doing, you're using it and taking away our freedoms. You're taking away things that we as an American citizen have a natural right. Who are you to tell us that we can't go to work if I'm not vaccinated and I don't put some ridiculous, ridiculous concoction in my body? Why would I want to do that? And why are we talking about natural immunity? And again, this is what's starting to happen here. American citizens are starting to wake up and say, I don't like the direction of this country. There was just that Rasmussen poll that just came out. 62% of Americans don't like the direction of this country under the Biden administration. 62%. That's huge. Okay? That means something is not working. And then you have Joe Biden, right? And this is the creme de la creme right here. Because you have to also remember, no one wants to hear this about American citizens, whether you're Asian, Hispanic, Black, or white. No one wants to hear this about their own American citizens. But yet, here is Joe Biden, the same president who was running on his campaign saying, I'm going to be the, the healer in chief. But yet, and this is not the first time, this is not the second time, and it's not the third time. He said it multiple times. And this is just last week that Joe Biden calls out white Americans for white supremacy and domestic terrorism. Here, listen. According to the United States intelligence community, domestic terrorism from white supremacists is the most lethal terrorist threat in the homeland. To that end, our administration is carrying out the first ever comprehensive effort to tackle the threat passed by domestic, posed by domestic terrorism, including white supremacy. First of all, who's clapping? Who would clap to that? A majority of people that are probably watching that and standing there in the audience is white. And all of a sudden you're clapping. Oh yeah, yeah, whites, whites, they're terrible. Those, those whites, bad, no good, no good. And they're white. It's the only race in America that would ever do that against other people, their own race. You don't see black people saying, oh, those blacks, they gotta go. Those Black Lives Matter people, get them out of here. No, they don't do it. Hispanics, oh, get those amigos. See you later, alligator. No, they don't do it. But here we go. We have a president of the United States totally dividing the country with his rhetoric. That's good for this country? No. And you know what? People are starting to be fed up with it. We don't want to hear it. Because here's the question, Joe Biden. So if domestic, if white supremacy is the biggest domestic terrorist threat in this country, First question, where are the headquarters? Where are all the white supremacists gathering for local meetings? Who's the guy taking the minute? Okay, I'm taking the minutes. All right, who's doing the quorum? All right, all here, uh, hearey, hearey. All present say aye. Where, who is that guy? Who's that white supremacist? 
Uh, also, wh what are they wearing? Are they in uniforms? Are they wearing white hoods? And if they are, again, where is it? And another question, who's their leader? Who's calling all the shots? Where are they organizing from? Who's saying, we're going to head over here and this is what we're going to do? You know, you know who, who really does that? Antifa. Antifa, to me, is a bunch of these leftist losers, white leftist losers, that are actually committing all of these crimes. And they don't even show their faces for whatever reason, but yet Joe Biden says, that's just, you know, that's just a myth. They're not real. But yet, white Americans who just don't vote for Joe Biden and don't have the same political structure as Democrats, oh, those people right there, they are the enemy. It's the president of the United States. You should never say that against your fellow Americans. And that is why last night, when you put all of that together, you throw it in a pot and you start mixing it around. White supremacy, CRT, right? Promise after promise, inflation. You have American people saying, this guy's no good. This guy is a liar. This guy is one of the worst presidents. Actually, Obama sits there every night at night, gets in his pajamas, probably from my pillow. Doubt it, but he should. 66% off, Obama. He's drinking a little hot cocoa, and he watches Joe Biden fumble his words on TV, and he probably looks at his husband, I mean, Michelle Obama, and says, thank God Joe Biden is president of the United States because I'm no longer the worst president of the United States. Now, Moving on here, before this whole Virginia governorship, and we also had a real Mickey come out of nowhere from out of left field in New Jersey. We'll talk about that too in a second with Phil Murphy and Jack Shiaterly, uh, whatever his name, I can't even pronounce his name. I couldn't do it last night. I couldn't do it today. I'm not even going to try. Jack. I want to say Republican Jack. Anyway, this is Kamala Harris, okay, stumping for Terry um, McAuliffe, right? This is what she says. Really listen to this here now. Really listen to this. Here we go. Because you see, what happens in Virginia will in large part determine what happens in 2022, 2024, and on. That's right, sister. You're 100% right. What is going to happen here is the preview for 2022 and 2024. You're 100% right. See, when you hear her say that, and then you know about what happened last night in the turn of events, and it's Shia Tirelli, okay, Jack Shia Tirelli, okay? That's how you pronounce it. You start saying to yourself here, these Democrats probably are all huddling up today and saying, we need a new strategy here, because guess what? Guess what, Kamala? It didn't work out the way you thought it was going to work out. And when you started watching last night, right? You start watching. Now, I don't know about you. For me, I go back and forth right in the beginning to try to get the, the pulse. I go on Fox. Then I go to CNN. I go back to Fox. I go back to CNN, MSNBC. I, they're, you know, they're worse than anything because I can't stand Joy Reid more than anything, right? So you have last night. You have, I'm on Fox News and I start seeing, oh my God, look at this, wow. 
Youngkin is winning. So now I see the lead that he has. And it was really early, like maybe 20% of the vote came in. And it was just right after I voted. Right? So I said, let me get to CNN. Because when a Republican is winning, I take more glory out of being watching CNN and watching them cry like babies. Oh, I can love it. I love it. Van Jones, that racist bigot, right? I love seeing him go on there. You got Dave Axelrod, he's on there. You name it. Keep it going. What do you got? And then I said, you know what? He's got such a big lead. Let me let me dabble. Let me dabble just a little bit. I'm going to dabble a little bit. I'm going to go over to MSNBC and then, oh, baby, Joy Reid. Oh, oh, oh. Who made this? Who's the chef? What's going on? There's new meat. There's a new sauce. This sauce is delicious. What is this? Oh, it's Republican Red Wave sauce. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. And then when you really knew things were starting to get hectic is when you watch this clip, and this is from Jake Tapper. Listen to what he says. He just chimes in at the end here. Oh, it is classic. Here, watch this. Just about everywhere. Terry McAuliffe is underperforming Joe Biden. So you say, okay, that's not fair. That's a presidential year. Is he underperforming Ralph Northam? I began the night saying he can. Ralph Northam won by eight, nine points. The incumbent Democratic yeah, the governor. the incumbent governor. So Terry McAuliffe can underperform him as long as he doesn't underperform him by a ton. This is your live vote right now. Where are there counties where McAuliffe is underperforming Northam by more than 10 points? Oh, my points? God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love it. I can't, I can't get it off of it. It's the best. Absolutely the best. When you see Jake Tapper and you hear him say that like that, oh my God, oh my God, this is, oh my God. it's almost like when you see Sanford and son, Elizabeth, I'm coming, I'm coming, Elizabeth. And you got, you know, Fred Sanford making believe he's having a heart attack, which is my favorite show of all time. All time, my favorite series, comedy series of all time is the Sam, is Sanford and Son. So anyway, you see that and then you start saying, oh man, then everything starts to change, right? Then it's like, you know, my girlfriend, we're like, we're trying to save money and we're like, okay, so what do you want to eat? I'm like, Uber Eats, call it up, dial it up, let's go. We got a good night tonight, don't worry about the money. Let's go. We got a long night, I can't wait. I could not wait. So then... Right? I told you, I'm dabbling a little now. Now I got to see what's going on over at MSNBC. And I hate, I can't stand the channel. And then what do I do? So I pop it on. Right? And you got the double threat. I mean, you're talking about this is as good as it gets. Because when you're winning and you know that the Republicans are about to lock this thing up, there is nothing better than seeing Rachel Maddow and Joy Reid doing the two-step together crying like babies and here is joy reed right and listen to what she says here she's basically saying because now youngkin has got a commanding lead white parents don't want to talk about race in the classroom basically this is all about white supremacy of course of course it is you got the racist bigot joy reed talking about race when she's losing it's always about race these white devils right of course here we go watch this and the exit poll showed that, that which was interesting that the coronavirus or that the virus was a very has low was not importance to many yes, voters there. Was it was education right. which is code for white parents don't like the idea of teaching right. about race now see that's false 
Okay, I don't know about you. When I was, you know, in elementary school, learning about the Civil War, learning about how this country was created, I knew all about slavery. I knew all about race. I knew Thomas Jefferson had slaves. I knew that George Washington had slaves. I knew all of it. But you know what I also learned in my social study, in my history classes? That yes, the United States got the bug too, right? And the whole world had the slavery bug. Right? The whole world had the slavery virus, so to speak. But you know what happened? The United States overcame it. The United States said, I don't want this disease in me anymore. I want to rid myself of this. And that's when you had people like Thomas Jefferson, right? Like John Adams, like George Washington, like Abraham Lincoln. And you know what they did? They fought for America and they did what? They got rid of slavery. They, American, they came through. That's what we saw. That's what I learned. And I used to sit there in history class and I was so proud to be what? A Republican. You want to know why? Because those were the good guys, the Republicans. You know where the bad guys were? They were the Democrats. And right there, when you sit there and you see these monuments getting torn down and you see CRT being implemented into the school systems, right? That is because they want to erase the past. They don't want people to know that how bad the Democratic Party was. No, 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 no. Because that would go against what they're trying to achieve today, present day. That it's the Republicans that are racist. That's what's going on. And what critical race theory basically is, is it is a theory saying how bad the United States in general, how racist of a country it really is. And because of what took place 200 years ago, white people today should be ashamed of the color of their skin and they should atone. And when they see people of color today, they have to be extra nice. And the black people, the people of color today should have extra stuff. No good. That's no good. Me, as a person who had their family who had wasn't even here during the Civil War or any time of the slave trade, right? My grandparents didn't come over here until the early 1900s and there was no such thing as slavery. Why should I sit here and be embarrassed for anything? If anything, I am proud of what took place in America and how we overcame slavery. But yet you have the racist Joy Reid here saying, oh, white parents don't want to talk about race. No, they don't want to talk about BS race and making children feel uncomfortable and it's basically reverse racism because of what color of skin they have. Listen, there's a history of what took place in the United States. I have no problems children learning it just like how I learned it. Okay? But what I'm not going to do is allow children to sit here and grow up hating America because of what happened. Because you know what else they got to do? Just hate the whole entire world because a majority of the entire world had slavery. And here's another thing, Joy Reid. If you're so upset about how the humans were treated back then, regardless of the race or the color of their skin, right? At the end of the day, we're all humans, right, Joy Reid? Why don't you call out China and for what they're doing to the Uyghurs? You never hear her say it, ever. Why? She don't care about the Uyghurs. She only cares about herself, her black self, period. 
And then here, this is the best one. So then, you know, you think, okay, there's nothing more else she can say here. Oh, no, she doubles down. Then what she says is, oh, wait a second. These Republicans that are now starting to take charge, we better be careful. Republicans are dangerous. Oh, yeah, watch. You have to be willing to vocalize that these Republicans are dangerous, that this isn't a party that's just another political party that disagrees with us on tax policy, that at this point, they're dangerous. They're dangerous to our national security because stoking that kind of soft white nationalism eventually leads to the hardcore stuff. So what happened during the George Floyd, all the riots there? Was Black Lives Matter not dangerous when they were looting and burning down all of the stores? What happened when you saw black individuals going up to Asians and just cold cocking them in the mouth and knocking them out? Are they dangerous? No, no, no. It's only white Republicans that are dangerous. That's it. She's, she's so full of herself. She's such a racist, race baiter bigot. To say something like that is so ludicrous, and I'll show you why, okay? First, we just had, in America right before Donald Trump, a black president. Then we have Donald Trump, which everybody says America is racist. He then loses to Joe Biden, who has a, a black female vice president. If America was so racist, then how would that ever happen? It couldn't, it wouldn't happen. What else? How would this happen last night? And what I mean is, how would Winsome Sears become the first black lieutenant governor of Virginia? How? Now, here's the thing. I'm going to show you a clip of her victory speech last night. You know who didn't show this speech? CNN. She's the first black lieutenant governor, female black lieutenant governor of all of Virginia. Don't you think CNN, who always, always talks about blacks and racism and how, you know, whites are the devil, right? Here's a black lieutenant governor, first one of the state of Virginia. Don't you think that would be front and center at CNN? How about MSNBC? Do you think that they would play it? Nope. You want to know why they wouldn't play it? Because they don't want the whole world to see a black politician as a Republican. That's why. Here, watch. So, I'm, I'm here because of you. I'm here because you voted for me. I'm here because you put your trust in me. That's the only reason I'm here. Thank you. I'm telling you that what you are looking at is the American dream. I am not even first generation American. When I joined the Marine Corps, I was still a Jamaican. But this country had done so much for me, I was willing, willing to die for this country. Wait a second. You mean to tell me a female black non-citizen came over to this country and loved it so much, was willing to sacrifice her life because of this country, let alone that same said female, black, now American, right? Has the opportunity as a Republican to be Lieutenant Governor of the state of Virginia? 
I thought this was a racist country, Joy Reid. Don Lemonade. What's going on here? Al Sharpton. Right? Joe Biden. Kamala Harris. I thought America was so racist. How in the world? Forget about America. I thought the Republican Party was so racist. How in the world, then, is there a black female lieutenant governor of the great state of Virginia? How is that possible? It's all lies. It's all propaganda. Right now, in this country, the biggest thing that is the biggest threat to our livelihood is propaganda. It comes in all shapes, in all forms. And who uses it the most? The Democratic Party. And in what form does that, that propaganda come and get exposed to the American public? Racism. And right there, the fact that CNN will not cover that, the fact that MSNBC will not cover that, says it all. It speaks volumes. It says it all. I don't know who else brings that up, but it should be on every single conservative station right there. Call them out. And then you have, of course, here's racist Van Jones, and you also have his sidekick, Dave Axelrod, okay, who is, I don't even know what he is, to be honest with you, but watch what he says. First, listen to what Van Jones says here. And then listen to what Dave Axelrod says. And both of them, this is on CNN last night, about the young can win. And so, you know, as you, as you begin to think, what are we going to do? You've got to be able to respond to what I think is uh, dog whistling uh, on education. I think all the CRT stuff is trumped up dog whistling. But you've got to be able to respond to it. And I also think that, listen, crime, inflation, and concerns about our kids, Democrats got to have better answers uh, next year than we had this year. Right. Yeah, I mean, I you have, you have a 29. I don't know about this. Uh, just on the reality-based thing, there, there is also a straw man-based element to this as well. And, and Youngkin was very skillful in creating straw men here. And in fact, the defund police slogan was nothing. Most Democrats didn't embrace that in the first place. Oh, really? Democrats never embraced defund the police? Is that what he's trying to say? See, really take Take a second and think about this. This is what the Democratic Party is all about. They lie through their teeth. And what they do is they use propaganda. See, people are going to sit there and actually believe that David Axelrod, what he just said, that Democrats really never embrace the defund your police movement. We know for a fact. We know for a fact that that is a flat out lie. How do we know it? Because we have the receipts. Here, watch. Suck it up. Defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police. Mayor Eric Garcetti saying, take some of the money from policing, about $150 million. I applaud Eric Garcetti for doing what he's done. Not only do we need to disinvest for in police, but we need to completely dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. So yes, defund your butts. Defund you. Yes, I support the reallocation of resources. Uh, from NYPD. We will be moving funding from the NYPD to youth initiatives and social services. So one of the referendums on the ballot last night in Minneapolis was whether or not should they defund the police and resort to public safety. And guess what happened? Americans are fed up with the nonsense that the Democrats are trying to push. And they said no. We don't want to defund the police. We want more police. What have you, out of your mind? Look what is happening to the city of Minneapolis. Businesses are being shut down. People are moving out in droves. We don't want this nonsense. And that is why, and that is why right there,
While you're watching TV last night, if you were watching CNN like I was, out of nowhere, what takes place right here? Oh, baby, this is when whatever you're eating, whoever you're with, everything is a-okay. Here, watch. We interrupt uh, the governor of New Jersey to now make a major projection in the Virginia governor's race. CNN is projecting that Republican Glenn Youngkin has been elected governor of Virginia, defeating Democrat Terry McAuliffe. Youngkin pulling off a critical victory for his party in the highest. It's a whole new world, oh baby, right there, right there. Everything has changed. Why? Because right there puts a huge body blow right into the Biden administration, right into the Democratic Party. Because right there, America stood up. The people in Virginia stood up. Those parents in Virginia stood up and said, enough is enough. We don't want this BS anymore. You know what we want? We want our freedoms. You know what we want? We want our country back enough whatever propaganda whatever bs that you've been spewing out we don't want it anymore and right there and then not only that oh and then like i said that's the main course virginia was the main course out of nowhere you know whenever you're just sitting there at dinner and then all of a sudden the waiter comes out and says oh we got we're gonna, this is on the house what do you mean it's on the house it's on the house the chef wants to give this to you. Next thing you know, they come out with some nice New York cream or New York cheesecake. Or all of a sudden, some cookie ice cream or whatever it is. And you're like, oh, thank you. How much? No, no. On the house. And that dessert tastes magnificent. And what was that dessert? The New Jersey race. Because all of a sudden, you have New Jersey turning red. Now, it's still too close to call. But you do have the Republican in the lead. And I'm telling you right now, if he can hold it off, if he could just steady the pace here, baby. Oh, my God. And it wasn't just that. Just governors. You had the houses. You had people in Virginia. You had the attorney general turn red. Everything. It was a clean sweep. It was.